sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, Minneapolis's premier commercial and residential interior design firm. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Saturday and Sunday early evenings with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are throwing aside design, art, and architecture and doing just the booze. Yay. About damn time. I know, right? Yeah, I got I got no problem. This is the beginning of the end for us. Um, my guest is Lori Kicker, a partner at Minneapolis's own Wander North Distillery. Lori, we featured some of your spirits uh, on the program a few weeks ago. I loved it and am thrilled that you're here. Welcome yeah. to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, it's, uh, I mean, the distillery boom these days is, I, honestly, I can't get enough of it. There are a couple of distilleries that really, really suck. I'm not going to name them. Um, but you guys are doing some quality, quality alcohol. And, Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yes, I, I enjoy it myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we're drunk right now. Uh, Coctology. What's that? I'm catching up. <laughs> yeah. I know. We got a head start. Coctology. Coctology is is uh, is provided this evening by uh, by Mercy Benedict's and Mill Valley Kitchen. Dan Newkirk. Oh, brother, what are you putting in a glass tonight? Uh, shit, like like, like usual. <laughs> Sorry, can I say that on the air? Yeah, we get to use our little woohoo thing. Hey, oh, all right. So we're going to be doing a a Wander North uh, barreled gin, uh, old fashioned, just because you know it's, it's classic, it's easy, and uh, that's what we're going to drink. All right, I want to talk about barrel gin quickly, and 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 Laura, you can you can jump in on this as well because mm-hmm. you know more than any of us, I'm sure. So a barrel aged gin is going to be a gin which is a generally juniper derived alcohol, but you're barrel aging it how? White wine bottle barrels. White wine barrels. Mm-hmm. But let, let's jump on this real quick, though. But juniper is one of those things of the past. Yeah, it's definitely classic in a London, a true London dry gin. Okay, but Amer- American gins are going different, different botanicals, citrus forward. Uh, they don't highlight juniper in any of the spirits. So, what makes a gin a gin if it's not juniper? Just a neutral grain spirit of distillation. How is it different from vodka? Same thing. Well, vodka technically, by definition and legal requirement, <laughs> has to be an odorless, flavorless alcohol distilled, distilled from uh, – actually, it doesn't matter what it's distilled from. It just has to be – A green. A, yeah. Whereas gin so – how, so how would you tell a gin from a vodka? But, but here's the thing. Like it, people, are, people are cutting corners. Uh, like beet vodka that we've premiered before. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's, that's tasteless GTFO, bro. Uh, it's just that's – people are bending the rules. And uh, like like with her with her gins and her vodkas, uh, very floral, uh, a lot more florality going on. It's uh, pe- people are starting to get it. Like nobody wants to chew on Christmas trees all the time. Well, I enjoy I chewing Christmas on the occasional Christmas tree, and that's why you do a London Dry. That's right. <laughs> all right, as long as it's, there's an option. Right around the holiday time is good. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, I've always been a big gin fan, and you know, and and and. Yeah, to me, a martini should be gin. It should be a gin martini. If it's not, if it's a vodka martini, it's not a martini. But if you have a, a certain concept, uh, and that is that gin has always been juniper, 
Got a little juniper. But you disagree, right, Lauren? I do. Um, I was not really a gin fan until these new botanical type of floral gins came around. All right. Yeah, but I mean, now I do like every once in a while a little pine tree, but (laughs) (laughs) but I do prefer... May I interest you in sucking on a pine cone? (laughs) I do prefer these style of gins, that's for sure. All right. Newkirk, what are you putting... uh, Tell us what you're creating. So, uh, classic, uh, if you buy the 2019 Cocktail Compendium, you'll know how to make our old-fashioned, which is two ounces of spirit, quarter ounce of sugar, and bitters, which is all old-fashioned requires is sugar, spirit, bitters, call it a day. Uh, Demerara is going to be the theme, and then we did the orange saffron uh, bitters, which I think will highlight some of the uh, the barrel notes. Fabulous. Yes, I think orange does a good job at bringing out good flavors in our barrel gin. The Old Fashioned is, the Manhattan and the Old Fashioned are the dominant drinks of the 21st century, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell. And uh, well-deserved as well. I'm a Manhattan guy, but I do enjoy okay. And you mentioned the co- cocktail compendium. We have three separate Old Fashions in there, right? Yep. We got the Oaxacan Old Fashioned, a blended Old Fashioned, and what other drink do we have in there? We have the Bourbon Old Fashioned, which is the blended mm-hmm. bourbon and rye. Right. Then we have the, uh, oh, we have the... We, uh, that is a good question. Oh, no, we did the Cognac Manhattan. Oh, the Cognac. Cognac old-fashioned, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned, yes. That was absolutely awesome. That tequila old-fashioned we had last week was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. We were talking I'm about tw- the... I'm still tweaking that for the, the menu. I have to figure it out by by tomorrow because I'm on I'm on the radio on, on Friday. Uh, I'm on the TV on Friday, and that's when I have oh, to nice. tell them the cocktail, <laughs> which I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> no, there's plenty of time. Don't yeah. worry about it. Deal what, with the Thursday night. What? What? what do? Why would, why would I do today what I could put off tomorrow? You know yeah. what I mean? One hundred percent. There are Good important things in me that yeah. need to be done. So cheers. So cheers. All right, we're having the uh, Wander North Barrel Aged Old Fashioned. Yep. Right. Delicious. Oh. Damn. How many, man? All right, look. I, I, I'm i going to have one of these, Yep. and then I'm just going to have you pour me some gin. I like, I like your style, but I knew this would happen. Mm-hmm. A little too much sugar for you. It is. Because you're sweet enough. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's sweet of you. No, I, I the sugar. Sugar is my nemesis. It's, it's a whole story on sugar, but I don't like sugar in cocktails. I want to taste my liquor without a doubt, right? Yeah. All right. I, I, I can jazz it up again, too. I got plenty of options. Sweet. All right. Lori, I had a really good question that I was excited to ask you in yeah. our icebreaker question. Um, all right. Here we go. If you had to assign personalities to spirits, what would they be? I've put a little thought to this. Okay. But so let's just use our Wander North spirits, which we have vodka, gin, barrel gin. We also have an Applejack brandy. Hmm. Um which I don't know if you had a chance to try at Mercy. Have I, Dan? Uh, uh, he's tried the hot toddy, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Lori's Toddy on the menu. You're like standing in for my wife now. <laughs> I just looked at Dan. Has he? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I was thinking like vodka. Vodka's the personality of a solid, let's not branch out too much okay. person. Solid, you know, like just you know, I like I don't want like to get outside my comfort zone. Okay, okay. Would yeah, I mean, we, would we name her Becky? We would name her Becky. Mm. Becky oh. drinks vodka. Yep. Becky. Becky right. drinks vodka. All right. Who drinks gin? Well, right now Lori's drinking gin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Solid answer. Solid All right. answer. Good answer. I don't know, Dan. What's my personality that goes with gin? Hmm. Gin is – my parents have always said that they refuse to drink gin because they claim that gin makes for an angry drunk. And oh. my position has always been that nothing makes anyone anything. It's a matter of what is brought out and what was hiding underneath the surface. You know, that's interesting. A lot of people, when we bring the barrel gin to a tasting or an event, everyone's like, ooh, it's dark. Immediately, the right. dark the, the eyes, mm-hmm. The eyes take away the actual experience because yes. just taste it, man. Yes. Just taste it. Put it in your mouth. I agree. Yeah. But people say that about dark liquor, right? Yeah. Well, but, Niles drinks scotch, right? We were pretty sure that that would be that guy. Niles? Niles. Niles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. back I don't know a Niles. Really? I, I well, Niles. if you did, I guarantee you he'd drink scotch. Okay. I, I do like scotch, by the way. And, uh, do you? Uh, yeah, very much. We're going to take uh-huh. a quick break, and we come back. We're talking about wandering north, folks. Stick with us. Wow, that went fast. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. Look, we're all working from home right now, and chances are you've become aware of the importance of a decent office chair. Well, I'd like to offer you a means of helping a local business while making working from home a lot more pleasant. How about considering the X chair? We can ship the X chair directly to your home. Now, I wish I could have you into Habitation to try it out, but that's not an option. So I'm encouraging you to visit xchair.com to have a look. But once you do, please give Habitation a call to place your order. Doing so ensures that you're supporting a local business at a time that we really need your help. And I'll tell you what, when you place your order by phone with Habitation, we'll discount the chairs an extra 10% off the lowest price on the X-Chair website. So do your back, neck, and butt a favor and take a look at X-Chair at xchair.com. Then call Habitation at 952-426-3548. That's 952-426-3548. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style, Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5. You know, we're all sitting at home right now, and chances are you've noticed a thing or two that you wish you could change. Well, the Habitation Design staff is here to help. Right now, we're offering free virtual interior design services. It works like this. You guys are home. We're all at home. Let's schedule a virtual walkthrough of your space. Using FaceTime, Zoom, or Skype, one of our degreed professional interior designers will take a look, tell you precisely how to measure your room, then provide you with specific product recommendations, a design plan, and everything you need to make your space beautiful and functional. So we've all got the time. Why don't we take advantage of it? Call Habitation at 952-426-3548. That's 952-426-3548 and schedule your virtual design appointment today. On a summer night That you can Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Drinking the Style. We're normally talking about aesthetics, but tonight, the hell with that nonsense. We are talking strictly about alcohol. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and my guest is Lori Kicker from Minneapolis's own Wander North Distillery. Lori, welcome to Drinking the Style. I love your booze. Thank you. <laughs> I love your booze. <laughs> Didn't see that going with a Z, did you? <laughs> yeah. 
Have we mentioned drinking the style after dark? No, we'll <laughs> discuss that later. All right, let's talk about Wander North. All right. Let's. All right, I checked out your website, as I always do with guests overall, and I loved immediately the fact that you had quoted J.R.R. Tolkien right on your homepage. By the way, wandernorth.com? Yes. Wandernorth.com. Wandernorthdistillery.com. Key. All right. God knows what happens if you wander north.com. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried it. Could end up with a date in Canada. Hard to say. Eh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, quote, yes. not all those who wander are lost. Yes. Love that quote. I really, really do. How does it uh, speak to you relative to your uh, to the business of, of making spirits? So really, um, the whole wander north name the whole Wander North name came from the idea of Minnesotans just getting outside, getting out and doing things. Um, a lot of people in Minnesota love, I mean, we love to spend time outside in the summertime. We have our lakes. We have all of our outdoor activities. Um, and the distiller, Brian Winter, is passionate about being outside and wandering around. Mm. Which... <laughs> Which is is I think I mean it's a great it's a it's a great name I I'm a, I'm a big fan, um, so what 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 spirits are you guys making? Um, vodka, gin, barrel gin, and we also do uh, brandy, an applejack brandy made from sociable cider. So what I want to know, and I've actually never even asked you this, um, and we talked about it briefly earlier. What, what what barrels are you guys using to age? Like what are you guys using for barrel aging? Um, white wine barrels. Which uh, what what grape or varietal? That's a great question. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know. The I, didn't, I didn't mean to stump you. I appreciate you not lying to me. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't. I don't know. One, one of the hardest things uh, in the alcohol industry is sourcing barrels. Uh, it? It, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get like exactly what you want. Like the most sought after barrel in the in the barrel aging world is tequila. Like I've been on a hunt uh, for a tequila barrel, but I don't want it lacquered. I want it wet. I want it just freshly used. Uh, they they won't sell them. It is it is a uh, Pandora's box that they won't open because apparently um, because well, with tequila you can just keep using the barrel over and over and over again, and eventually when it dies it falls apart. So they ride it till the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. So finding a barrel uh, is tricky if you want it, you know, because tequila barrels are, are with bourbon first, tequila second, and then they. Till, till it's done. Wait, with, wait, wait, wait. You start with bourbon, like tequila barrels by bourbon so, barrels. So with bourbon barrels, you can only you only do once. They they can only use the barrel one time. Really? And it's done. And they ship them off down. Sixty percent of all barrels uh, that tequila that tequila uses to age mm -hmm. is from Jim Beam and Jack Daniels because they're the largest producers of bourbon and whiskey in the world. Seriously? Yeah. So like they use the they use it one time and they ship it down to Mexico. But I'm wondering what the hell's happening to all these other barrels. Like where are these barrels going? <laughs> No idea. It's 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 a pain in the butt to find a barrel these days. That's fascinating. Yeah, we had some friends, uh, uh, a couple of parents uh, on our uh, daughter's soccer team, Matt uh, and Jen McKeon. Actually, shout out to you guys if you actually listen to the program as you claim you do. <laughs> uh, who who bought a barrel uh, when they were doing a tour of Jim Beam Distillery? Yeah, but they, they bought a barrel like for for show, right? Well, they claim that it was a genuine barrel. That it you was. Know, they, used... they all are. Yeah. But, but they're lacquered. So what I'm talking about what? is wet. Like lacquered you, being, I mean, lacquered they, they is an outside coating with a shellac. But they do it. They do it to preserve the barrel uh, on the inside as well. Okay. Otherwise, the, the wood would rot eventually. Well, I mean, but don't you need breathing? I mean, otherwise no, 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 you're going to no, no, deal no. with cupping. No, no, and have, I used to own a wooden boat. You, I know you about seal, cupping. but you seal the barrel. 
So the whole, the only way you can use a barrel again is if it's wet, because the whole point of using the barrel is getting the wood off of it, correct? So lacquer on the outside, yes, but lacquer on the inside yeah. dries it up, and it preserves the barrel. But if you want to continue using it, the lacquer on the outside is the only thing where you want the barrel to be unlacquered on the inside. All right, no, I'm going to take issue with this. You know what? The hell with that. I'm going to the mat. As I said, I once owned a wooden boat. It was this awesome 1956 Larson dual cockpit runabout. I called it Sportin' Wood. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Great boat. Great name. Thank you very much. Thank you. And if you lacquer just one side and then you add liquid to the other, it'll cup. It'll curve in towards itself, and that will break the lacquer seal on the outside. So you create just a, a travesty of so if you, you're telling me you're going to age something with a lacquered wood on the inside? No, you it's You cannot charred. have any lacquer if you have liquids associated with it unless you lacquer on both sides. Uh, but it, correct. But think, think about the barrel aging process. Okay, I am. Okay? So you, you have the barrel that's all enclosed as one. Yes. Uh, the moment the lacquer's on the outside, uh, you have a problem. Right, hundred percent. Right, yes, right. you want just wood. Yes. So the only the only way to like to sell these barrels is after it dries out, you seal it. So the whole point of when you all right. When so you, you're saying you once it's used, use, yeah, you need to be able to use it again. Okay. Lacquer bad. Lacquer bad. We have found truth. Yeah. It's once it's used yeah. and is ready for the market, then you can lacquer it. Right, but then but then it's just a showpiece now. Exactly. Right, and the whole point is getting those barrels that haven't been that that had done to them. So all right. I'll give you that. And I was thinking, lacquer. Wow, that was a long, that was a long way to yeah, get to was, the, the promised land, huh? Right. I liked it, though. That was, <laughs> that was quality. And I was thinking, lacquer. And Lori even and got a chance to talk. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I get a, a lacquer, a malt lacquer, please? <laughs> All right. So you don't. <laughs> All right. Let's talk more about so Wander North. Yeah, let's. let's uh, so. Um, where, in, where in Minneapolis are you? You're northeast, right? Northeast, yes. Okay. And we can talk a little bit about our uh, – we had a cocktail room for about five years, and we decided to close the cocktail room to focus on production and being able to partner with bar organizations like Mercy, Mill Valley, trying to get them to help promote us, us also cross-promote them and be a part of a collaborative on bar – programs versus trying to run our own bar. Lori's son is on my bar team, by the way. So if they ever decide to open up that cocktail room again, we're probably going to have to fight over him. (laughs) That's true. Grant, he's a quality kid. Thank you. Yeah. I call everybody a kid. I like him. Newkirk's kid. (laughs) Yeah. No, just a chappy old kid over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Wander North. Oh, wait. Employees. Do you call your employees wanderers? We call ourselves wanderers. Do you? I really like that you thought of that and brought that up. And I was like, were you perusing our Facebook page and no. noticed our hashtag wanderers? No. Is that? Oh, yes. That's I mean, good. Greg's a bit of a wordsmith, so he's been holding that in his pocket <laughs> all week. I am not a wordsmith, but we <laughs> do you know, that was clever. Do you know a uh, – so there's a, a wine importing company called the Libation uh, – was it? Libation Lib- Project. The Libation, Libation Project, I right? I have heard of that. I love the fact their their employees their their reps their title enabler. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a it, it, it's a great move. And I remember I once had a a guy working for me. His job was to go out and basically find deals. You know, I, I didn't care. I mean, he was just a great networker, and and I I didn't care what he did. Just bring us opportunities overall. So I had a bunch of cards printed up, and his title was conspirator. Very cool. Right? All right. We'll be back soon with uh, with Lori Kicker. She's a wanderer. A wanderer. At Wander North Distillery out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Folks, stay with us. 
We'll be right back. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. Look, we're all working from home right now, and chances are you've become aware of the importance of a decent office chair. Well, I'd like to offer you a means of helping a local business while making working from home a lot more pleasant. How about considering the X chair? We can ship the X chair directly to your home. Now, I wish I could have you into Habitation to try it out, but that's not an option. So I'm encouraging you to visit xchair.com to have a look. But once you do, please give Habitation a call to place your order. Doing so ensures that you're supporting a local business at a time that we really need your help. And I'll tell you what, when you place your order by phone with Habitation, we'll discount the chairs an extra 10% off the lowest price on the X-Chair website. So do your back, neck, and butt a favor and take a look at X-Chair at xchair.com. Then call Habitation at 952-426-3548. That's 952-426-3548. If there's a chance for me then I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Drink in the Style Saturdays, 7 p.m. Sundays, 5 p.m. on AM 950 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can catch it on a stream or uh, any podcast uh, uh, platform as well. Uh, you can hit am950radio.com or drinkinthestyle.com. Uh, I update about every three, four months. If that. I know I'm really, really a horrible human being. That's why people just got to tune in to stay current. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you're right. You should listen to it live and or on your podcast network. Drinkinthestyle.com tends to be a little out, out, out of date. But uh, nevertheless, it is there eventually. Um, we've been speaking this evening with uh, Lori Kicker from Wander North Distillery. All right. Laura, your primary focus is sales and marketing. I assume that yes. marketing booze is different from marketing other products, right? <laughs> Tell me, how do you approach this industry? It's more fun than other products. <laughs> do you drink a lot at work, honestly? No, I really Seriously? Don't. No. I have a full bar at Habitation. If you work nice. for me at Habitation, it's expected that you're going to have at least a drink or two during the day. Well, so for the record, uh, like – I would say Water North is your side hustle, is it yes. not? So side hustle. And not to mention uh, real estate is kind of a thing that we're going to be focusing on in upcoming shows. Mm -hmm. So that kind of turns back into, hey, Lori Kicker, what else do you do? Maybe a little home remodeling. Oh, no. Oh. Well, this is news to me, for goodness sake. Really? Tell us yes. more about that. Curveball, Greg. Yes. 
actually, my passion is home remodeling. I've done a few flips, have a couple of rental properties, um, enjoy the project, enjoy seeing things fixed up, um, taking something from something that somebody else wants to abandon and leave on its own and fixing it up and seeing the transformation. Are you finding it harder and harder to find houses to do that with? Yes. I know. It's becoming like a rarity overall. Yes. Do you want to know do you want to know what I see as the silver lining in that? What's that? Most people who are doing it are doing a terrible job and they're choosing like the worst possible pieces to go around and they're choosing crap to put into the house. In ten years, those houses are gonna be a disaster. And it creates true, a whole true. new generation of investable houses. Yes. That is that is one thing about the flip. And the people that do mass flips, I mean, more power to them. I just that's that wasn't me. I usually would live in the house. I like to feel the house for a while. There's a lot of things that go wrong in a house within the. You're first speaking year. Greg's language right now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And so I, I do. I usually live in them for about two years, mm-hmm. eighteen months to two years, year and a half so, um, and fix them up as I go. And that way, you know, you get the plumbing, all the kinks worked out, all the. HVAC. You actually live there, so you know what needs to get done. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also live through the mess. Right. <laughs> which, which a lot of people are like, how do you do that? And I just know that the vision of the end product is in my head always, mm-hmm. so I can live through the mess. And so we've talked about our previous shows with uh, HGTV, uh, like expediting the process and showing you how fast and cheap it can be. But we, as we discussed before, that they do a 24-hour uh, time span. Like oh. their, their clock. Nobody wants to be fixing somebody's house at 2 a.m. It's terrible. I know. It's uh, it, it was this whole rant that we had on our previous show, which I, I think is absolutely right, which is the creation of unrealistic expectations amongst folks who are sitting watching HGTV and right. flip this house or, you know, or, or oh, I can say it now, uh, like uh, this Fox family remodeling program that's a local version of – Oh, it's called Stay or Sell. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, it's actually pretty interesting to watch those things. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. It is. As long as you understand that there's it a is. More, there's a lot, much longer, longer process into the whole flip and the changeover and the remodel. There was this house in Wyzetta that they did. That, there was some show that like would like do like total remodels for these house, these families in need that usually had, you know, like foster children and all this other stuff, okay. and they put in like six bedrooms and and what have you, and bunk beds, and bunk beds, <laughs> yeah, quadruple bunk bed, um, and things, and and it's just terrible. I mean, you go in and you know. To get the dining room or the kitchen finished, the light fixtures don't actually work and, and they're not connected to anything, but they hit and move on. It creates unbelievable, unrealistic uh, expectations in the yes. house remodeling projects, right? Yes. But what you're doing is you're moving into a house. You're redoing it while you're there yes. as someone who understands how this stuff gets done, understands how you live in this house and how to make it best work. And then you're flipping it at a tidy profit which is totally acceptable. Yes. Well, it's kind of the point. Right? Um, and then and then. And sometimes on. it isn't as big as you would like. But, right. But, that's but you feel good with what you just yes. pass on to the next person. Yes, exactly. You can say, you my stamp of approval, product. I lived yes. here. Yeah. Yes. I did that. I, I used to do that quite a bit as well. In fact, the house that we're in right now, we finished building in 2008. Like literally as we were finishing, I was watching Lehman Brothers go belly up from the rental house while we were finishing it. I have a story about that as well. Do you share? I do. We did a 1,300-square-foot addition to a house in Richfield, tore down, dug out basement, 
all new, built a three-car garage, big old house. Like we were like, oh, we're going to do this like we want it, but we're only going to stay here for five years. Mm-hmm. And that was how many years ago? And that was our final inspection was January of 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It was a catastrophic <laughs> yeah. month. Yeah. So then, in 2008, we all know is uh, know Fannie Mae kind of yeah. shat the bed. We were like, well, I guess we'll be staying here a little bit longer than just five years. It's okay. Right. Uh, Grant got to graduate. That was the house he got to grow up in. Uh, he's got some good memories. We have some good memories of the house. Yeah. It's fine. It's exactly what happened to <laughs> us fine. as well. I wound up moving in. And I made the worst possible decision on that house too in, in 08. When everything was crashing, I pulled back. I decided, oh, crap, get rid of the porch. Oh, crap, can we save a few oh. bucks by not doing the dual climate you know, upstairs and downstairs thing? All the worst decisions that you make because you immediately retrench into money saving when in fact had I been wise, I would have realized I'm going to be in this house now. Make this place the place you want to be. Plus, everything dropped from an expense perspective. All of the materials went down in price in that year. Mm-hmm. If I would have known what I know now, yeah, right? How <laughs> to buying up real estate back then? That, that's that's when I got out of the project management game because, like, when when everything kind of took a dump, the, uh, the the big dogs were bidding jobs at cost, essentially putting us little guys out of business because they could save themselves without without margins, and they did that for mm-hmm. like two years. And uh, when the resurgence happened and, you know, inflation and all the things, uh, on the previous show, we talked about, like, the average cost of remodeling. And I, I came in for a master bathroom at, at seventeen to 30000 and they, you know, smirked and said, that's low. Uh, 50K is kind of where you start to re- redo a, a master bath for mm-hmm. a modeling project. And again, finishes if you want to go high end. Right, right. Holy crap. Well, that the real thing—the real thing is—is is not the finish; it's the labor. Well, there's just that you—you you have to get to the final—the final point. But the, the variable, I should say, the variable is the finishes. Like, how much extra do you want to spend? How pretty do you want this to be? Yeah, tile and yeah, and, and as a person that you know, the flipping game and the remodeling game, um, you do it for yourself, but you also think about like, do I really need this? Right? Do I really need mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Does it? Does the person going to move into this house? Are they going to care? Neighbor, <laughs> yeah, want it? right. So let's go back to talking about booze because <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing up very painful <laughs> memories for me of 2008. <laughs> so by remodeling, you mean when I was drinking again. Yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, I also buried a lot of bottles in the walls of our house at that time. I really did. Oh, that's awesome. I found so many bottles. Mm-hmm. I have found um, whiskey bottles in a couple of houses that I've done. Um, Were they full or empty? Empty, like the Damn little, it. like they're old. I kept all this stuff yeah. that I uncovered when remodeling these old houses. Labels intact, though. Yes. Okay. It's really cool, isn't uh, it? Though I'm kind of wondering why oh. you haven't shown me these things yet. Good question. Uh, good question. Bring them in. Bring them in. All right. Yeah. Actually, how cool is this? Again, tangent, but so uh, habitation, as you know, is in a temporary <laughs> space while we're doing the 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 uh, uh, build on the closing on the on the permanent space overall. The district upstairs. The district. Yeah. Thank you. So upstairs is a uh, uh, really fabulous guy. Scott Moss is this guy's name. Uh, he he owns Mill City Media. They're the biggest uh, licensor of media outside of Los Angeles, California, in the United States. He comes down. He sees that I've got a bar in my office and we've been talking. He comes down the next day. <laughs> That's why he's coming down to your office. <laughs> yeah. right? It is. So he's bringing with him a bottle of – withhold your, your judgment here for a second until I finish the sentence. <laughs> All right. He brings down a bottle of Canadian Club. Hey, I'm OK with that, eh? Oh, really? I didn't yeah, expect that. 100%. All right. Here's the deal though. 
His father was a liquor distributor in the 60s. And when his father passed away, they found in his basement cases of Canadian Club from like 1967, 1965. That's outstanding. Right? No, know so where you came from. It doesn't continue to age. You know, it's not no, like it's wine not, it's where it gets better. It's I mean, it's in the bottle. It's yeah. what it is overall. But he brought me these awesome. They've still got all the old stamps on it from 67. Now, can, can, I, can I step on your... Uh can I step on your glory bird for a second? You, sir, may step on my bird. All right. So the beautiful thing about Canadian Club, it's not really barrel-aged at all. It is what it is? Yeah. I don't know a damn thing it's, about Canadian it's, it's Club. It's coloring, man. Oh, really? It's, it's food coloring. There's no, there's no barrel involved in Canadian. No. I don't even know what kind of liquor it really is. It's <laughs> – exactly. That's why it's called Canadian whiskey, eh? <laughs> damn Canadians. Yeah. Is there anything they won't destroy? It's, it's probably it's, – you know, it's uh, – it might be corn. It might not be. It doesn't have to be anything. <laughs> it, all it has to be is a, is a spirit and aged – uh, by by sight, not by barrel. Really, it's all food coloring. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. So I I've not I don't think I bought a bottle of Canadian Club in my life, or maybe I did. At some and point. I wouldn't judge you if you did because it is what it is, man. But I did pick up a bottle of Canadian Club, eight ninety nine at Total Wine and Liquor, um, and uh, a new one. And I want to do like a little taste testing to see if because you know the food coloring. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was different corn. It's, it was probably it's, organic it's corn. It's caramel coloring, and it doesn't have to be made by corn. That's the thing. Anything at all? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, that's why they put the word Canadian in front of it. You know it's food coloring when you throw it back up. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I'm a specific color. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, seriously, it's, it could be rice. It could be grain. It could be – it doesn't matter. I mean obviously they've, they've used the same formula for a long period it's of time. It's Everclear with caramel color. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everclear is clear, crystal clear, and it's made with a neutral grain spirit. Everclear is a flavorless alcohol that you can use it's, in Jello shots so when you're a teenager. So what, what Everclear is? As the Lord God intended. What Everclear is is vodka before they distill it and add water to it. Because so when vodka comes out, it's 190 proof. But then every time they distill it, they add water. And they add water. And they bring it all the way down to 80. And like Sky Vodka for a little while had like a stint of doing like a 90 proof that just got you shit-faced for no reason. And uh, yeah. So one of the things that makes ours smooth is the carbon filtration, yeah. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Great way of refocusing us back on all of the issues. <laughs> carbon so, filtration. Hey, okay. So carbon filtration. <laughs> oh, let, let's not get into the details of that. <laughs> We're talking a lot for sales marketing. We'll leave the distilling to the experts. <laughs> yeah, it's a good call. It's a but good I do call. know that much. Right. The, uh, the, I, I once did a taste test on vodkas, um, and uh, I got a bottle of Kettle One, a bottle of Chopin, a bottle of Smear. Smirnoff. And, and then I took the, another bottle of Smirnoff and I ran through a Brita water filter five times. And I did a blind taste test with some guys who claim to be massive alcohol uh, experts. Yeah, with vodka broke? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, of course, because yeah. definitionally, vodka is supposed to have no odor or flavor. Yeah. 100%. I can tell you a lot of stories about vodka. <laughs> I think we all can. Yeah. Wait, I know, stories. right? God bless it. Vodka. The, vodka. the Russians, yeah. The Poles, man. The Poles killed it too. Becky? The Poles and the vodka, you know about uh, – The Poles don't mess around with vodka either. No. I mean there's always been an argument over whether the Poles or the Russians created vodka. But who shivered more? Good question. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break and then we may come back and talk about things of relevance. Or we may just chatter away. It's hard to say. Stick with us. <laughs> when the twilight steals. 
Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style, Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5. You know, we're all sitting at home right now, and chances are you've noticed a thing or two that you wish you could change. Well, the Habitation Design staff is here to help. Right now, we're offering free virtual interior design services. It works like this. You guys are home. We're all at home. Let's schedule a virtual walkthrough of your space. Using FaceTime, Zoom, or Skype, one of our degreed professional interior designers will take a look, tell you precisely how to measure your room, then provide you with specific product recommendations, a design plan, and everything you need to make your space beautiful and functional. So we've all got the time. Why don't we take advantage of it? Call Habitation at 952-426-3548. That's 952-426-3548 and schedule your virtual design appointment today. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. We've been speaking with Lori Kicker from Wander North Distillery. Lori, how can people get their hands on Wander North Distilled Spirits? So we are in over... All across Minnesota. So any liquor stores, bars, um, and you're looking particularly for something in your neighborhood, go to our website at wandernorthdistillery.com and go to Find Us. And if you put in your zip code, there is a zip code finder there, and it will pull up all the liquor stores and bars and restaurants in your area. Fantastic. And among that list is, of course, Mercy Restaurant in Minneapolis. Right, Newkirk? Uh, 100%. We actually offer on happy hour uh, six bucks, either the house, uh, it's a house made tonic that rotates weekly uh, with either gin or vodka. So you can have a G&T or a V&T uh, for $6 on happy hour every day from 3 to 6 or 9 to close, uh, seven days a week. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. All right. So your role, again, is is marketing and sales, right? Yes. So we started to touch on this a little <laughs> bit overall. I, all right. So I'm, I had a I'm little, laughing. I'm laughing. Why? I'm, I'm anticipating because I should. <laughs> I'm anticipating what's coming my way because it is after dark. It's coming soon, actually. But first, I want to share with you a different story, and then we'll talk about where you want to go with this. But that is... So for a brief period of time, I did a consulting gig at Target Corporation. Okay. And at the time, Target had this huge push towards uh, selling liquor in their stores around the country. Okay. And the VP of alcohol distribution for Target, of which there is one, came in and gave a little talk to us. And I, I love this. His, his statement at the time was, 
it's a really interesting business when half of it is controlled by the state government and the other half is controlled by the mafia. <laughs> how you necessarily are going to sell your product. How, how is selling alcohol or distributing alcohol different from other businesses? Well, I don't get in a whole lot of the, the business side of the distribution. I leave that up to Brian, the distiller. However, there are rules and regulations. One of the things that um, you know, I would like to do is sell more of my own liquors. Some more, make more. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> However, there is this, you know, we have the distributors that we have to work through. So there is that. And then also the regionals. Can you, can you give a shout out to your distributor that you guys actually Yeah, Vinacopia is our distributor. Vinacopia, Kai. Uh, Kai. Kai is my guy for all the properties. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, he, he's like one of my few guys that will come anywhere, anytime, and deliver anything I need. I yes. mean, that's the weird thing. All right, so with alcohol, you cannot sell directly as a distillery to a bar, correct? Correct. You've got to go through it. Correct. All right, why? Three-party system. Why? Three-party system was actually in place uh, for, yeah, no. for the business owner. So one, one of the biggest things that they're doing now uh, that they just did for, for craft breweries is they put a 20000 uh, cap uh, on your growlers that you can sell. That was a catastrophe for a lot yeah, of Yeah, and, uh, and breweries, they were right? already at like sixteen k a piece mid-January. Mm-hmm. And it, they're going to have to figure that out. But what they're trying to do is trying to eliminate the, the person going and cutting out the middleman, which is your liquor store owner, your small business owner, yeah. mm-hmm. and going straight to the distiller and walking home with it. So what they thought they were trying to create was a reason to go to the liquor store. You can go to the the, the brewery or the distillery second, uh, but there's a third stop, which is the local business owner that owns the, the liquor store. So interesting. Side side note, I just want to point out that the one and only small business that I do not necessarily support, and it's purely out of spite. I want that on the record. It's purely out of spite. Our small uh, liquor uh, uh, retailers because since the moment I moved to Minnesota 25 years ago you could not buy booze on a Sunday and it was <laughs> infuriating to me and then I discovered that it was the actual small retailers who themselves didn't want to work on that. Sunday <laughs> yeah bunch of bulls exactly yeah. so when Total Wine came Wisconsin. in Wisconsin they just want revenue to Wisconsin I was like never cool. made sense to me because liquor is one of those things that you'll Sunday's your biggest day. Sunday's your biggest day. As a lifetime Minnesotan, I'm just going to say, plan ahead. No, I should not have to plan ahead when alcohol is concerned. I I want to buy a bottle. I want it now. Exactly. Don't care how I want it now. And they didn't. They stopped it. They roadblocked it across the board until they had no choice. Hey, I appreciate them being open on Sundays. I'll give them that. But I'm not saying that I couldn't find a way earlier on. I used to have to drive to Wisconsin, to Hudson, Wisconsin, Casanovas. They had a giant uh, inflatable Packer uh, <laughs> thing up front, and they have a mixed and match Billy Jones six pack wall. They got a spotted cow. You can buy spirits. Right. But here's the thing: you still got to drive back. You still got to um, drive back. Yeah. They, they just put they stop an extra you? hour and a half. Yeah, it was like yeah. They, they put Wait. an extra hour and a half on my on my drinking time, exactly. and that's where Minnesota was like, okay, maybe we should start making some revenue. And next, you know, next uh, once we legalize marijuana, we can start making more revenue. <laughs> Agreed, hundred yeah. percent. And it should go Leave towards yeah, for the love of good. Stop trying to protect us from ourselves. That's we're going to do it anyways. To. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. So okay. now we're going to touch the thing. Okay. All right. Here's <laughs> here the thing. we go. So 
in the uh, in the nineteen eighties, right? It was Rumpelmintz that yes. came up with the concept of putting out scantily clad German looking women wandering around in bars sharing Rumpelmintz with patrons. Correct? Okay. All right. I mean, it's, a, it's a little known bit of history. Rumpelmintz became famous because that's they pioneered that concept of the yes. the brand ambassador that would run through. TNA made money money. How yeah. it always does. Yeah. So I just want to say if you do not implement a wandering women program <laughs> where you have have scantily clad women bringing out wandering wander north liquor, I think it's a missed opportunity. But here's the thing. Uh Downtown Minneapolis, you know, we we're ridden with, uh, not ridden, we, we have a plethora of bars that let you choose your own adventure, LGBTQ friendly. Sure. So now to touch on what Greg, what Greg just said, uh, perhaps, you know, the uh, the member of Spirit Wanders North. So I think you could touch on both men and women with so this scenario. Vikings apparel, I'm not, I'm not understanding. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of alliteration, and a wandering man is far less appealing than a wandering woman. Meandering? A meandering yeah. man <laughs> from Wander North woman. Distillery. All right. All right. I want to bankroll this for you. Okay. We're going to go out and we're going to see if we can get greater distribution of Wander North liquor based on wandering women and meandering men. So are you going to go as a Viking and pillage? Or are you going to go as something a little more humble as the Italian immigrant and maybe kind of try to penetrate? <laughs> well, I am a huge fan of penetration. There's no question about it. But it, oh, as, I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not doing the Viking thing. <laughs> Laura, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, d- I just want to throw it out there, and if you want I to appreciate, it, I think you should. I appreciate the the marketing tool. It's all life is all it's marketing. It's all about the tool. One book. Oh, Jesus, I walked myself into that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you so did. saith the cocktailist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. By the way, I had a question for you that that I think I marked down. You and I have been friends now for a good year, right? Mm-hmm. Give or take. And uh, you've been on the show. I don't know what your go-to spirit is, Dan Newkirk. What? Yeah, you do. Do I? There you do. I've just forgotten. Maybe this I mean, I know for, you drink the radio, cider. I know you drink versus. the cider. I drink cider with a uh, agave. Agave. Uh, Doesn't say tequila. Yeah, but not necessarily tequila. Like, I like Santal, I like Rancio, I like Mezcal. Uh, but here's the deal: tequila is the most well regulated. Uh, when you start dealing with Rancio, which is the first, that's another another segment of the show. Uh, Mezcals are great, but the thing is, you know, we have a nice thing here in the United States called the FDA. Uh, it can hurt us. It, it can help us. Blah blah blah. In Mexico, you have these small, tiny little, you know, little distilleries. They kind of don't have any rules. So they can do whatever they want. So I'm not sure the last time you got Mezcal drunk or you got Mezcal drunk, but Mezcal drunk hurts the head. Thursday. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. been a while. The hangover kind of sucks. It's not it's quite as refined. Methanol in there? Oh, my God. It's, it's gasolina. Yeah. Smoky gasolina. The Mezcal thing. You remember Jade Wynn yeah. was in? Jade, it's a shout out. No, it's popular. It's fat. You know, the spirits that I drink are beautiful, and I feel great the next day. Mezcal sucks for the hangover. Mezcal is delicious for the the fun. A shameless promotion for Wander North spirits, as it should right be. Here. You sh- shame <laughs> right is only right. for people with dignity, right. and none of us here really fall into that category <laughs> overall. It's uh, yeah. All right, no, I all right. So tequila is the answer. Yeah, that's my go-to. That, that's how I can remember my name. That's how I, that's how I know where I live. Uh, I, I can still sign my my legal legal name in cursive. <laughs> 
Remember, it's not slurring your words. It's speaking, speaking in cursive. cursive. <laughs> <laughs> what about a jingle? Have you considered a jingle for a Wander jingle. North? A jingle. I can't wait to hear your ideas around a jingle because, I mean, you have, we have the Wanderer. We have... There, there's a lot women. of opportunities. I think jingles are totally. So we're like totally headed right into the jingle, and I cannot wait. You're going to sing us. A, a, I think he's going to do a jingle for I think us this right is now. A, this, no, this is a happy hour. Um, I guess like the pasties that the girls wear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with, with the bell attached to the other <laughs> other member. Yeah. No, I, I wish I had a jingle. All right, I once owned a furniture store. It was kind of a temporary thing. It was called Sofo Furniture, S-O-F-O. And it was... YOLO Sofo. YOLO Sofo. Oh, nice quality. Uh, and it was like this weird store that I... It was a, what we call a dirty window shop where, you know, you sell kind of discount furniture and it's just cash and carry. And I just... I happened to inherit the place because I needed the warehouse that was associated with it and I figured I would take over the retail thing. So Sofo, it was a highly ethnic crowd. So I went and I uh, I did Esperanto, which is this made-up language of a blend of, of different languages. And Sofo meant sofa in Esperanto. And I had the following jingle. Are you ready? Sofo furniture. Furniture for your house. So... To, to, to add to that, <laughs> if you're looking for a dirty window to get a sofa in your house, call Greg. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of Habit, no, I'm not even going to say the name of my store. Uh, <laughs> Lori Kicker from Wander North Distillery, Dan Newkirk from Mercy, etc. I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And this week's quote is unattributed. You ready? The difference between genius and stupidity is that genius has its limits. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This oh is my cool. gosh. This was fun. <laughs>